You are listening to the City on a Hill Sermon Podcast. For more information about our church and to support this ministry, visit cityonahilldfw.com. Thank you. All right. Well, good morning. How fun was that to see our kids... Yeah, I, I, what a blessing. I am, uh, I am thrilled to see you this morning. Uh, it is 4th of July weekend. There is a uh, massive amount of all kinds of viral infections swirling around DFW, and you brave elect of God came to church this morning to demonstrate your faith. Praise the Lord. Seriously, it's really good to see you. Uh, This is, I think, such an important Sunday for us for a lot of reasons. Um, It's not a traditional Sunday. It's not a traditional type of worship service. And and so bear with us if that's something that that you uh, don't prefer. Luckily, um, our preferences are not front and center to what we do here in the church. And so... um, we are going to be talking this morning a lot about what happened this week and what our kids learned and how you as parents and as adults in the church can partner with other parents or impact the kids that have been entrusted to you in a deeper and more meaningful way. One of the things that that I always want to remind you of, and I mentioned this at the welcome and I'll say it again, is that we view children's ministry here at City on a Hill as primarily a supplemental Um, aspect of spiritual formation for your kids. What I mean by that is that on the journey to becoming like Jesus, this is not the main focus, what we do on Sunday mornings and Wednesday night. This is like the vitamins that you take to help you in your actual uh, routine, right, to grow. And, And we do that because we only have, when you calculate it up, if you guys are like super parents and you are like, you prioritize Wednesdays and Sundays above everything else, you never miss a class, you never miss a Sunday school, we have roughly like four and a half hours with your kids a week. It's not that much, right? It's not a whole lot. Um, We can have one of the most incredible Sunday mornings starting at nine o'clock. We have an apologetics class that normally meets for our older kids where they're learning about how to answer big questions of their faith. And then from there, they go in 1030 into the primary Sunday school where they worship together and they learn a Bible study and they do a, there's all kinds of, of learning activities that engage them developmentally, depending on where they are. We can do all of that. And, and by about, I don't know, 2 p.m., it can be undone if there's not a constant stream of this happening in their lives. You know, a lot of church people ask, well, why is it that kids, when they graduate high school and they go off to college, why are the numbers so staggering for these people who grew up in the church and faithfully attended, why is it that so many of them are leaving the church? And we would argue that it's because that was likely the only amount of emphasis that was being put on Jesus on any sort of regular, consistent basis in their lives. And we can't expect that to do the, the, the heavy lifting for us. There has to be more going on. And, and as it turns out, the Bible envisions that a kid would grow developmentally primarily through the faith of their family, the faith of their parents. Now, this presents some challenges for us at City on a Hill, does it not, given the kind of ministry that we do? Some of you come in to this ministry, you are born again, and you are trying to live day by day to not just let everything fall apart. And the prospect then of now discipling my kids is like, I can't even disciple myself, 
right? Which is why we want to partner with you. We want to help you because it doesn't have to be as complicated as I think we often make it. And so to discuss this even further, I want to bring up one of my very favorite people on the whole staff, even though I make tons of Australian jokes about her, our British friend and children's pastor, Emma Cunnington. Have a seat. How are you? Ken. It's good to have you. Thanks. Good to have you on the stage. How was the week? It was good. Yeah? It was busy, but good. It was busy. That's... It was. We didn't do much. It was, it was fun. You just yeah. kind of sat around and let it happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Seems like a good approach to me. Uh, so before we begin talking about how we take this home, let's, I would love to hear just sort of a recap of obviously the, 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 the skit, the, the drama team did a great job sort of un, unfolding that, but talk a little bit more about what were like the big emphasis this week and what are some big takeaways that kids brought home with them? Yeah, so I brought my cheat sheet up with me. Um, so this was new this year. We did some uh, kind of Bible point wristbands this year that the kids went home with, uh, which reminds them of the Bible point for each day. Um, so you got that in the skit, you know, God is surprising, God is in charge, God is stronger than anything. Um, so every day we have one of those points and every station that they move around to reinforces that point. So when they play a game, it's building on that point. When they go eat snack, some of the links, are, I will say some of the links are a little tenuous on the snack, but it builds on the point. <laughs> they really hit home with Lydia Bledsoe. I want Apparently you to know that. so. The snacks were top-notch this year. The spirit powerfully moved in her life. <laughs> it was the chocolate pudding. Um, <laughs> um, but every, so every station they go to builds on that point. Uh, we do have a Bible station where they go and they learn um, the Bible story for the night. And throughout the week, we were journeying through the story of Joseph, um, which if you want to try and guess how we link that to the big points, you can. Um, but they were looking at, you know, obviously what happened with him and his brothers and in Pharaoh's house. And then at the end, how they kind of reconcile. God is surprising the reconciliation at the end. Um, so at VBS, we try and hit all of the senses for the kids. Like they're moving, they're touching, they're smelling. There was one night they were smelling uh, essential oils that were myrrh, which doesn't smell good if you've ever smelled it. But anyway, um, but tasting, you know, we're hitting it all. We go big. We want to make an impact. We want to make something, a lasting impression on these kids. And it's a great week. So, you know, one of the things that she's talking about is, is so fundamental and probably doesn't, uh, isn't obvious to most adults who don't have training in children's ministry. But kids at this level uh, are, are developing in, in every way physically, right? And so she talked about the senses, you know, what they're seeing, what they're hearing, what they're smelling, what they're touching. And, and these, this seems, I think, probably, uh, you know, I would hope pretty reasonable once you start to think about it. This is how kids learn. But more than that, I think there is a deeper biblical connection to this that even adults would do well in, in thinking about it. It reminds me of First uh, John. When, when John begins his first letter, um, he says, that which we have seen and beheld and touched. And there's, there's, this, there's this idea of his senses being engaged, that Jesus is not just this sort of mythical figure that we talk about that teaches us how to live, you know, upright moral lives. But this was a man that we, we knew, and we, we, he, he, we touched him, and we saw him, and we heard his voice, and, and he was with us. We smelled, we, he, he had a smell about him, right? They were closely knit together. And so, in many ways, what she's describing for how we teach these kids is a very biblical approach to a what I would call, this is probably a little more theological than, than necessary, but an incarnational approach, right? That, that, that Christ became human, 
that, that he became present with the disciples, and that our faith is incarnational. Our faith is meant to be lived out in the body. And, uh, and so, what a, what a powerful, what a powerful… So, in, in your estimation, what was your favorite station and why? Uh, imagination station probably would be my favorite. It's like it sounds, yeah. Josh ran Imagination, imagination Station, station. so just get that. not to throw him under the bus, but... Uh. Yeah, um, but that's just a fun station. We always do something crazy to start out with to kind of give them their imaginations. So we had confetti cannons, we had bubbles, we had glitter everywhere. Um, so it's just, that's a really fun one with something real practical that they get to do. I, that's the one I hear the most about from kids, so I love it too. It's, it's a lot of fun. Super, super cool. So yeah. let's talk for a minute about how... You know, VBS is over each night. We'll start there. So, you know, each night ends at, you know, like 11.45 p.m. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm just kidding. It's like 9, 9.05, right? But so it's late. Uh, you're loading in the car. You're driving home. Some of you have short drives. Some of you have a little longer drive. What are some, what are some conversations that can take place? Uh, I, I think this is where parents get, like, very nervous of, like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to talk about it. So... Talk about how really uncomplicated this is. What, what are some easy ways that parents can engage their kids? Man, I, I, I mean, these are good for the kids, but these are good for the parents, too. So even asking, hey, what did your wristband say tonight? What did you learn about that? What did you do in that Bible station? What was your favorite activity that you did tonight? Even simple questions where you, you got to phrase it so it's not a yes or no. Like, did you have fun tonight? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, but like open questions, so you kind of are getting a little more response from them, but just simple, just get them talking, and once you get them to, this is what I, one of the things I love about kids ministry, is I don't have to talk a whole lot, because you ask them one question, and they want to tell you everything, so you just got to find the right questions sometimes, so, you know, you just got to open them up, let them know, hey, I want to hear about what you just did, this was fun, tell me about it, what was your favorite thing, was the snack good? What did you learn at the Bible? What did Miss Holly dress up as tonight? You know, whatever it is. And definitely gets easier as the week goes on because you can build off of what they tell you. Oh, what was Miss Holly tonight? Or, you know, things like that. So simple questions just get some, get some going. So open-ended questions. That's a huge, huge part of having engaging in spiritual conversation with this age group. Yeah. Um, just a quick story. I, I picked up the girls, uh, I think it was Monday night, and um, we were driving home, and I asked them, you know, so how did it go? And, you know, good, it was fun. Tell me one of your favorite, you know, favorite things you did tonight. And they kind of went around the car and, and talked about it. And then Tori, uh, without even being asked, just started volunteering information. And she said, Dad, you know how old Joseph was? And I was like, um, no, tell me about it. You know, and I wasn't really even like just being honest, totally paying attention, was driving. <laughs> it was a little sick Monday. Um, and so I was you know, driving home, and, and I hear her, you know, and she's like, yeah, he was 17, and then it was 13 years, and he was, uh, you know, in, in a slave in, in Egypt, and then there was one Bible verse where he was there for two years, and then there was another Bible verse, and I was like, I, I got to a point where I was like, what is she talking about? Like, where did she learn all of this? And uh, it turns out she had asked a question, apparently, I think on Sunday about him, and uh, one of the helpers uh, for VBS printed out a, an explanation of Joseph's age because of how interested she was. And she was reciting it, like she had read it and was like reciting it. And she was like, does no one else know 
how old he is? And I'm like, I, I didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never studied Joseph's age. But the point is, is that when you can get kids excited about the Bible, they will tell you everything that they can think of about it. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a super powerful thing. So, so answer this for the, the parent then that is like, look, I, I just became a Christian. I don't know anything about the Bible. I don't know anything about anything. How do I raise my kid in this? So I read a book recently, and um, it was talking. It was all focused on faith with your family and how you raise your kids in the faith. And one, the one thing that really stuck out to me that he said in the book was, "You just have to be one step ahead." Like sometimes I think we put all this pressure on, like I need to know all of this because what if my kid asks me a question about Revelation 12? Like, what's going to happen? And it's we put that much pressure on them, we just kind of stop because it's like it's too much. I can't do anything, but the reality is we just need to be one step ahead. Like if we were learning about Joseph, just read the story of Joseph and then talk to them about it. You don't, even at this age, I mean, I, Tori's an awesome kid, but most kids aren't going to go into the fascination of how old Joseph was. Or they may be settled with, oh, he was 17, cool. But we just, so just do a little bit. Do something. Read the Bible verse for the day and talk to them about it. Read, you know, whatever it is that they're learning and then have a conversation with them about it. We don't have to know the ins and outs of everything that they're doing. And I'll tell you this, they love to tell you stuff that you don't know. Like, it's okay if they teach you something. That's okay. Like, if they come home and say, I learned this in, like, I mean, Tori just taught the senior pastor something. So, it's okay. if you're